Okay, so we'll see how we go here. Um, going to be some background music. My voice has gone a bit in, on the last day of a ski trip. So up here before all the pupils are up. Cracking on with this. Um, anyway, welcome to episode 7 of the Max Performance Podcast. And having a quick look at warm-ups. I know I mentioned it before. Um, but just slightly different perspective. So often people treat the warm-up as a tick box exercise just oh yeah warm up's the thing you're supposed to do let's do a warm up and you know often it's just maybe we'll run around the pitch swing your arms a few times um, maybe a couple of lunges which half hearted hands pushing through the knees wobbling all over the place rubbish really instead you should reframe this and look at the warm up as an opportunity as a guide, let's say the minimum that you're going to be doing a warm-up is three times a week. So you've got two training sessions in the match, just in general. Hopefully you're training more than that. You've got all your gym sessions and extra sessions too. But two training sessions at one time a week as an absolute minimum. And this this would be pretty rubbish anyway. Five minutes. Five minutes of a warm-up. And that's 15 minutes a week. Roughly 12 hours a year. That's a lot of opportunity. 12 hours a year. So if you reframe your warm-up as an opportunity, then um, you can get a lot of work done there, sneaking it in. So you're looking at exposure to new movements, mastery of older ones, improving your weaknesses, and priming yourself so you can get the most out of the session. How can you prime to maximise that session? As John Wellborn says in Power Athlete Radio, fantastic podcast, get your chilli hot. You want to be going in to the subsequent session firing and ready to go so like I said what, what we typically see with poor warm ups is a small jog arms swinging around a bit some quarter squats let's say it's in the gym you then put a bit of weight in the bar do a few reps a bit more weight and you're in but that's not you primed and ready to go you've not worked on weaknesses you're not really focusing the movement and trying to master it uh, you're not exposing yourself to new things and new um, ranges of motion potential ranges of motion or different ways of moving so instead we want to see you increase your heart rate now yeah typically um, someone might go yeah run around the pitch a few times that will do it but instead get more bang for your buck can you increase your heart rate by using different mobility movements uh, can you get skill involved and so you could be doing you know, the world's greatest stretch that can get your heart rate up as you go quicker um, or maybe you're doing in rugby a passion, pa- passing and decision making drill which you're mentally switching on to and it's, and it's more specific to what's coming up around just a gentle jog um, also looking at let's say your weaknesses of if you've got squats coming up in the session and your ankle mobility is a limiting factor there then working at the warm up so you can get the most out of that subsequent session um, if squats is the main focus, you might also do some, some glute work. Get your glutes firing, as physios love to say. Um, so some band work, some single leg bridge work. And then you'd want to finish with some real powerful stuff. Maybe some jumps, um, whether it's a, a barbell squat jump, as an example. Or if you've got a deadlift session, you're trying to get your hips firing well. So some band kettlebell swings. Either way, you're ready. Your chili's hot, and then you start adding weight to the bar moving with intent 
the other parts of this, briefly mentioned it there, was the mental preparation. So on a game day, a lot of people, they, they spend too long doing, if it's team sport, they'll be doing that, a team run. So the team runs incredibly common in rugby. That's fine, you do a bit, you practice those moves, you go together. There's some skills involved as well, different parts of warm-up. It's too much. The purpose is to get your chilli hot and to be mentally in the right place. You're not going to be getting better in that pre-match warm-up. You're going to be making sure you're able to perform at what your capacity is, or as close to it as possible. So it's about the mental side of things massively, as well as making sure your mobility is where it needs to be, your heart rate's up, your chilli's hot. Focus on that mental, mental stage. Now, a lot of this is individual, which is why getting out of the rally, um, doing whatever you need to do, trying different things. Ideally, you trial them during training sessions, uh, but eventually you're going to have to trial them out in games, in games as well. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, trying to describe it, you've got this, this zone of optimal arousal. So it's finding how do you get to your zone of optimal arousal. So a lot of people, they just pump loud music, um, but they might be overhyped, or the music might do nothing for them. It's just because, oh, everyone else does it. No. Um, maybe you, some needs to be quieter and just mentally go through the game. Some people are walking through the pitch, being in, in often deep in the 20, deep in moment 22 and left hand side. What we're going to do from here for trying to attack out, what we're going to do here and, and, and walking around the pitch. Is it the mental side of it? Some people just like to relax and chat. It varies. You've got to find what works for yourself. Getting away from the game day stuff and back to the normal training sessions. Um, this can be so. We'll look at the gym, and then we we'll look at what it's like within lessons. So in the gym, again, a mass part is working on working weaknesses. That can be done in between sets of stuff. So let's say you get towards the you've done mobility, you don't need rest between that. You're going from thing to thing to thing. Your heart rate's getting up. Um, you're getting towards the end. You're trying to really prime yourself. Get that get that chilly hot. So I'm doing banner kettlebell swings, do five powerful ones. I'm going to want a little breather there. Maybe that's where I can work on my ankle mobility as I'm having that breather. So I'm getting the most bang for my buck in my session because time is precious. Um, you'll find yeah, if, if you're in workplace as an adult, you don't want to spend ages. You might have longer but you know, at the weekend. But really, do you want to spend all your time in the gym? Or do you want to get the most bang for your buck? And um, if you're just trying to squeeze it in lunch time is time is really squeezed you really do have to get the most out of it a lot of people skip over the warm-up keen to get into the session and just get it done because they don't have time in their lunch break but that's the wrong attitude they should do a thorough warm-up not wasting time um, and then just do what they can really focus on two exercises get the most from them rather than skip the warm-up do six seven eight exercises but just half-heartedly not really make any progress most people are honest with themselves that's probably what they're doing, and they're not making a lot of progress. We're different max performance, really focusing on that warm up, really focusing on the main exercises. And if you don't get to the ones at the end, that's fine. If that's constant, then I'll amend the program for you and um, make sure you're not missing out on some accessory exercises that I want. They'll, they'll go into other parts of the day in of the week in future programs. But it's all about that efficient warm up and really focusing on, on the main exercises. Now, going back to what that would be like in lessons, you want to, let's say you've got a four-week block of um, a certain sport within your physical education lesson, um, 
we all know so much time is taken up with just the changing at both ends. So time's already squeezed. Um, you want to know what standard they are. So with Pike at the warm-up, and they've got some sort of game, whether it's full game or condition game or just parts fit. Maybe you've got two, three rotations. You can see different elements of the game. There's like, there's basketball, there's some sort of shooting-based thing, there's a passing-based one, there's like an agility-based and movement one. There's so, so many options. And within that, quick rotation, two minutes in each, and they've done a warm-up, and you've got a rough idea of where they are. So how can you better plan that lesson? Do you need to group pupils into different areas? Um, do you need to completely skip a lesson because they got the basics? Or, you know, it's going to re you're trying to use that warm-up so you can maximise the time of the four weeks head. It's not just do a warm-up, it is telling you, giving you information so you can better plan your subsequent lessons. Um, like I said, there's loads of ways of doing that. Um, and yeah, maybe you need some mobility stuff in there, but more than likely, it's not going to be that intense. So, and you're not needing to maximise your mobility if it is, for example, just um, a physical education basketball lesson. So better is to use the warm up to essentially get the chilly hot, so the heart rates right up. They're doing sports specific movements. The brain is switched on, so mentally they know what they're doing, and they're those softly practicing those skills. And in that way, um, you're into the lesson. And it just flows, so you can hardly see the difference between the warm-up and the lesson because it just flows into it. You can also use that warm-up time to, to do other things like the register, etc. You know, as, as they just rotate around the, the three um, skills you've got set up, rather than wasting more time as you have to pull them all in, all the pupils, and, and do the register. And that way you also help to, to keep the flow. So those are just some um, thoughts around the warm-up and their application and how you can maximise the time. Um, I say it's, it's especially important, I mean it's always important, but when it's colder, you're probably going to need longer getting that heart rate up and get that body temperature up. Um, one thing people often miss, let's say, right now this is the lead up to Christmas, and people tend not to, if, if, if they're going to run, they just go outside and go on a run. That's not good. Come back in with creaky knees, more chance of injury, you know, if you care about your times, your, your times are going to be down because, well, your chilli's not hot, to use that phrase again. So it's important to do one. Now, that, that could start off with a, a gentle jog and then some stretching, but maybe better is to be inside where it's warm as you're doing this bit and do mobility stuff, so you're doing some squats and the world's greatest stretch, and to inchworm, um, some glute bridge or hamstring walkouts, more squats, hamstring swim, swings. Um, just make sure your ankle mobility is on point there as well and suddenly you're feeling pretty good You're trying to get your whole body hot as well. Maybe you're doing some push-ups in there sneaking that extra training in Because uh, it's still doing this thing of getting your heart rate up and getting your body warmer So then you're outside Chili's hot and you get more from your session but Anyway, enjoy your training over the holidays and over the Christmas holidays uh, If you have any questions or any of this just let me know. Please feel free to share this podcast with other people and um, yeah, get in touch at max at so it's max at max performance.co.uk if you want to email me or at max roger seven it's r o g e r seven on Instagram. Um, if you want any more information or um, are interested in a bit more guidance with your own training, thanks for listening.